Father, we thank you for the gathering of your people today. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the opportunity to participate in the worship of you through giving. We thank you for the word of encouragement that came from the children's video. Now, as we look into your word, we ask that our hearts, our minds, our whole focus will be on your word, and that it will be planted into the good soil of our hearts by the river of water, and that the trees will grow, and that the leaves will have good fruit. We thank you, and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We are in a brand new series coming out of the book of John this time. Particularly, this series is talking about the statements when Jesus said, I am. And through these I am's, we discover that Jesus was actually revealing who he was and characteristics of his divinity. And also, each of these I am proclamations, what they reveal, they reveal a spiritual need that we have and how Jesus perfectly meets those needs. So in this episode, which is subtitled Bread, we'll investigate when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, indicating that Jesus sustains us spiritually, that we must continually come to Jesus and partake of him as our bread of life. And in this entire thing, we're going to be talking about the I am's of Jesus, as I said before. And there's actually seven, so for the next seven weeks, we're going to be talking about the I am's. Before we continue on, we have to hit our definitions. The first definition that we have for today is bread. Bread is a mass of dough made by moistening and kneading the flour or meal of some species of grain and baked in an oven or pan. Another definition is food in general. The next word is of, which indicates from or out of, proceeding from, as the cause, source, means, author, or agent bestowing. And then the final word for today is life. Life is manner of living, conduct, deportment, in regards to morals. And so as I said, this I am that we are going to be looking at today, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Now one of the things I was laughing about when um, I was growing up, one of the definitions of bread was money. And they would say, give me some bread. And they wasn't talking about no wonder or any other bread. They're talking about some cash. So I, I just, a little side note. 
But we're going to be in John, starting at the sixth chapter, John the sixth chapter, starting at the thirty-second verse. And this is going to be in the English Standard Version. We got a few verses we're going to read today, and then we're going to go ahead and dance and sing and do like we do. John the sixth chapter, thirty-second verse says this: Jesus said to them, "Truly, truly, I say to you." It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I come down from heaven? That boy lived on 6th Street. I don't know what he's talking about. Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that every, anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it falls upon the good soil of our hearts that we will grow thereby. Now, again, Jesus is starting this off as the I am statements. And this term I am was not just used by Jesus. It was actually also used by God the Father when he met up with Moses. And so we know that this is a very significant word or declaration, I am. And so it indicated to the Jewish people that Jesus believed that he was divine and that he was God. And so as we look at how all this goes, we see how Jesus is saying, using a reference to something that they know, which was that they were fed manna from heaven. 
But Jesus was bringing out the fact that, yes, they were fed manna from heaven, but guess what? They all died. The bread that I'm talking about, though, is bread that will give you eternal life. Now, if we could go back and look at some more portions of the book, uh, I mean, the chapter 6 of John, we would see that just previously, Jesus had fed 5,000 men, not even counting the women and children. When he grabbed somebody's lunchable, and through that lunchable, he was able to feed 5,000 folks. I just got the look because I use lunchables. And that's all it was, was a lunchable. It was five loaves and two fish. So it was, two, it was some crackers and two little sardines. But he was able to fill the bellies of 5,000 men, women, and children. And after that situation, after Jesus fed all these people, it, uh, Jesus realized that the people wanted to make him the king. If he could do that with a lunchable, guess what he could do if we put him in charge? But the Bible says that Jesus decided to go away and he went up to a mountain to be by himself. And in that evening, the disciples gathered in a boat and decided to go across the Sea of Galilee. And as they were going across the water, because the Sea of Galilee at night, because of the, the way the moon and everything worked, would get some high tides. And so it was kind of rugged out there on the water. And as they were on that water, all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, they see something coming at them. They thought it was a ghost. But it was Jesus walking across the water to meet them on the other side. And we've already heard the story of how Peter got out and they hung out on the water. But now they're on the other side and Jesus thought they got away, but them people heard Jesus going across that water or something, and they met him on that other side. So they had walked around there, and they met Jesus on the other side. And they found him, and they had a conversation with Jesus. And Jesus is saying, listen, don't, don't you get excited about being able to have eaten yesterday. Don't get excited about the food or what happened yesterday, but to seek the food, the nourishment, the necessary things for you to have eternal life. And amazingly as people do, they always want you to prove at that moment what you're talking about. And they asked him, well, what, what you going to do to prove to us that you came from heaven? And so he said, you know, just like God gave manna, the substance that I give provides eternal life. Now, one thing that we know. Now, I just want to do a quick little side note. I don't know how many of you all have ever experienced experienced the 
situation whereby someone has taken that time to make bread, where they have sat there and kneaded the dough and let it set and let it proof and did all these things to make bread. A good friend of ours, when we were in Hawaii, made homemade dinner rolls. These homemade dinner rolls made folks fight at the table. And we would be sitting in the service and the group of us that would usually eat that dinner together on Sunday, the question was when we was having dinner is, is she making the rolls? And on the Sundays that she didn't make the rolls, everybody kind of got to the gathering place as they got there. But on the days that she would come in and before church started says, I'm prep, she was I'm prepping the rolls. It seemed like church took a little bit too long that day. <laughs> Traffic lights would stop you at every intersection. It, you just couldn't get to the house quick enough because the rolls were so good. So we've all experienced, I remember the first time that uh, Lady Yolanda and I went to Outback and they brought us some bread and I was looking at the bread because the bread was like dark and I was like, that ain't bread and Yolanda's over there sucking it down like it and I was like, well, let me try this. I asked the first time I had that pumpernickel bread, the best bread that's warm and you throw that butter on there and it's just a good delicious thing. So it's all of a sudden, you know, we've all experienced the goodness of bread and how it fills you and it has nutrients in it and, it and it's able to provide you with this refreshed feeling. Now some of us have even taken the time to find different ways to make bread much, much better. Some of us have taken it and, and put in a, a, a mixture of egg and milk and, and some other uh, little spices on it and, and put it in a pan and, and, and cooked it up and, and, and put like three or four on a plate and, and then you put a little uh, syrup on top of it and that's some good bread right there. There, we have messed with bread in such a way, even there's stores even now that have taken bread and, 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 and focused only on the bread itself. I've watched commercials. I remember when uh, a certain franchise, when it first started, they only had two types of bread. They had white and wheat. Now they got the uh, Italian. Now they got the uh, uh, five herb and, and they got all this stuff. They got the one where they put the Parmesan cheese on top and have it melted into it. There's so much diversity with bread. That is the one substance that I can think of that has touched so much of the world. We all like our bread. Some of us like the loaves. Some of us like the, the little flat things and some of us like the thick things and some of us like the ones that are like look like a tube and we we like we like bread 
We like bread when it looks like a hockey puck. We like bread when it's, we just like bread. Now that I got y'all all thinking about bread, I, 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 and that was my goal, is to get you to thinking about how bread affects us almost daily. Some of us have to cut back on it because we was eating it so much. In the same manner that it is vital for our physical life, when Jesus brings up this point, he's saying just how much you esteem the fulfillment of this physical bread, I am the bread of life. And if you remember our definition, when we talked about life, it's the manner of living. I am the bread that is your manner of living. I provide you with the nourishment for this conduct of how you live. And so we have to transition how we look at the physical bread and think about how we can now lock that into how it affects us spiritually. Now, there are many components to bread. Uh, uh, we know that bread has carbohydrates in it. And it has things that are necessary for us to be energized in order to move throughout the day. One of the biggest things that we know about bread is we like it. <laughs> we like bread. And Jesus is using this example as if you grab hold of the bread of life, just like you like physical bread, you will love the bread of life because not only will it give you nourishment, it will also fulfill you for the rest of your life. And so we look at the possibility of not just having this physical bread, but also the possibility of having an eternal bread that is filling, that is nutritious, and that will sustain us throughout life. And so what do we say about bread? We say bread is good. We say that bread is essential to us. We've even gone as far as to figure out a way to take the gluten out of bread so that people that have an allergy to gluten can still enjoy bread. Amen. And guess what? Them folks still enjoying it. They didn't just say, I'm stopping eating bread. Even when they couldn't, didn't make gluten-free bread, they would still just say, I just eat a little bit. I got to have my bread. But now that we got the gluten-free, now they get all over the place. Everybody's enjoying bread. But if we can turn that and look at it as how we get the bread of life, how we grab hold of the bread of life, how we ingest and take in the bread of life. And Jesus was saying to them, you know, you all say y'all want the bread, but y'all don't really want the bread because if you wanted the bread, guess what? You would go and get the bread. If I was to say right now, outside 
over there where they had served breakfast, they are making loaves of fresh bread right now. Your mind would not be focused on anything I'm saying after I said that. Especially if I opened the door and allowed the fragrance to fill the room. Y'all would go from amen, hallelujah, to hurry up and shut up. <laughs> because we get our senses involved in things that we enjoy. And so just like that, we should get our spiritual senses involved in the enjoyment of the word of God. Because that is what provides us the nourishment that we want and desire and need in order to fulfill what Jesus is saying when he says, I am the bread of life. So we have to look at the fact that Jesus is this all-satisfying, this, this fulfillment of what is necessary for us to meet the spiritual cravings that we have in our lives. But one of the things we have to do is, first of all, just like with physical bread, you can want bread all day, but if you're not where the bread's being baked, guess what you're going to get? No bread. So you got to come to the location where the bread is being served. So that means also we have to come to Jesus. And secondarily, even though you may not see it, you have to believe that it's there. And even though we can't see Jesus, we have to believe that he is. And because we believe that he is, that means we have the ability to receive. And so we have to note that those who have a desire to be fulfilled spiritually, that they have to come and they have to believe. Because that is the process. Now for those that are following after Christ and you're feeling like you're not hitting it on, on all uh, uh, cylinders, we have to partake of, we have to spend time with I don't know if you've ever made bread, but you just don't make bread by snapping your fingers. When you're really making homemade bread, it takes a couple minutes. It takes some time because you got to knead it and you got to put make the little hole in the flour. You got to, oh, let me even go back. You got to sift the flour because you don't want no little lumps in there. And you got the little sifted thing and you keep turning and you look in there and you be like, I didn't even know them little lumps was in there. And then you go through the flour one more time. You got to sift it one more time to make sure you got everything. Then you make a little hole in the middle and you put some water in there and then you got to you know, and, and you do all this, and then you put the eggs in there, and you do all, all that. Then you over here, you got to set up the yeast, and you put the yeast in there, put the water in there, and you got to let that set so the yeast gets activated. Then you put that activated yeast, and you put it in the... That takes some time right there. Just me just describing it to you. It takes time just to get the bread ready to get the bread ready. Then you have to let it proof twice, which means you push it down and you cause the yeast to activate again and then you cover it and you let it rise up again and then you push it down again and cut cu it takes some time i think that's why you be so hungry when you make the bread because you have all that work you put in because it takes time but when it gets done 
And especially, I, I, you know, back in the day, they had what they called churned butter. That means that butter has just been freshly made. And they would take that butter and it'd be so soft and fluffy. And you just, you just even put it close to the heat of the bread and the butter would just start melting into it. And you just bite into that and you wouldn't want nothing else. You'd just be like, as long as I got this, this is enough. The same thing with Jesus. If we take time to look into the word of God and to allow that word to fulfill us spiritually, to allow that word to resonate in our mind, to allow that word to become the foundation on which we stand, it begins to fulfill us and cause us to stand in such a way that when everyone else is feeling uh, uh uh, as if they don't have anything left, you have strength. Because it's not based upon what you see or feel, it's based upon what you know. And you know that you came to Jesus, that you believe in Jesus, and because of that, you can walk in Jesus and have victory over whatever situation you're going through. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about this is, and this is how, to me, how I know that this is real. Because no one else puts anything else against Jesus. And what I mean by that, they don't, they don't, they don't say this is better than Jesus. This, everybody focuses on putting down Jesus. They're always saying a negative thing. You can say uh, whatever other religion. You can say whatever other religion. And everybody be like, oh, okay, okay. But when you start saying Jesus, they're like, oh, hell. See, you was okay until you start mentioning Jesus. And that tells me that there's something about the name Jesus. Because it causes folks dandruff to rise to the top. It causes folks, I'm sorry, I said dandruff. I mean dandruff. Uh, which kind of means the same, but anyway, it causes people to get upset. It causes things to come out of them that never that you never would have known. But it's something about the name Jesus. Yes. And when He makes the declaration that I am the bread of life, He is the bread that provides us with nourishment. And not only does He provide us nourishment, it's the nourishment of eternity. It is the sustainability of eternity. It is the process by which we will live life forever. And so we realize that we have this part of our spirit that needs to be fulfilled. And Jesus is saying That fulfillment is based upon me, based in me, based upon the agreement that I have with the Father that we will provide a way for you to be reconnected. And through that, we can discover this very fact. That he is the bread of life. He is the sustainer. He is the one that provides us with the uh, nutrients that are necessary. He provides us with food on a spiritual level that allows us to conduct ourselves in a manner of living that provides him glory. And so I just want to stop by and just let you know our first episode 
and I know y'all probably laughing about the, 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 the subtitles being so simple. Bread. Bread. And because of that, we realize that he provides us with the substance that is essential for us to live a life everlasting. That he is the true bread of life. You know, there is something, a little tangent I don't need to run on real quick. There is always somebody trying to make something just like. Right? There's always somebody trying to make something just like. I remember when they would say, it's just like. And then they would give what the real one was. They had this stuff when we were growing up. And I can't think of the name of it. Because what we called it was. We called it fake Kool-Aid. Flavor. See, somebody knew what it was. And they ain't even making the face. It was called Flavor Aid. I knew. See, it was called Flavor Aid. And when money's was kind of tight, you knew it because when you looked through the groceries for the package of Kool-Aid, so you would know what flavors you was gonna have until the next grocery run. And you saw the Flavor Aid package, you already knew. We getting ready to run out of sugar, and we gonna get in trouble. Cause this, we gonna mix it together to try to make it taste like something, but it still ain't gonna taste right. And there's been various substitutes where they would take things, and uh, I, I remember they had uh, one of my favorite cereals that, but we didn't get it that much, was uh, Fruity Pebbles. And now, what they would do, what they did is, they had the nice box of Fruity Pebbles. But if you went down a little bit further, they had this big 50-pound bag of Fruito, Fruity, Frodo's, whatever name it was, it was supposed to be Fruity Pebbles, but we knew it wasn't no Fruity Pebbles. When that bag came to the house, we knew, we would say to ourselves, I'm going to eat this as fast as possible. Because if maybe if I eat all this up, I'll get fruity. But see, that ain't how my mama worked. Well, if y'all like that, because y'all ate it so fast, we got some more of it. But it was not the real McCoy. Jesus is saying there's many things in this earth that's going to try to convince you that it is the bread that will provide you with life. But you want to get a hold of the true bread of life, which you can only get in him. Instead of flavor aid, go ahead and get the Kool-Aid. Instead of the dino bites that somebody told me was the name of it, get the fruity pebbles. Get the real thing because it tastes like the real thing. When things are made imitationally, there's always something that's just not there. And so we want you today, just like you want the real thing to eat, to have the real point of spiritual fulfillment, which is the bread of life, which is found in Jesus. Episode number one, the way, the truth, and the life, 
simply subtitled bread. If y'all want me to say a country, bread. If y'all want me to say a city, bread. If you want me to say it, suburban, bread. Whatever way you say it, it's still bread. Today you may have heard this and had a few chuckles, probably had some memories, and your mind may still be back in the middle of the message when I was talking about the different types of bread. But the significant thing I want you to realize is this, is that we all have a need for physical and spiritual nourishment. And if you know that you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you do not have the necessary spiritual nourishment that you need for eternal life. Let's change that today. It's not a hard thing to do. The Bible says it like this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now, what that means is that you realize that you have a deficiency and that you realize that Jesus is a fulfillment of that deficiency because he is the bread of life. He is the sustainer of the spiritual life. He is the fulfiller of your spiritual life when you accept him. And when you accept him, he provides you what is necessary for you to have eternal life. The Bible also goes on to say that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that salvation means to be delivered from the penalty of sin. Because the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's what we want you to have. We want you to have the gift of eternal life. The gift means that it's something given to you without any strings attached. It is a gift. It is something that you do not have to pay for because it's already been paid for. So if it's already been paid for, all you got to do is pick it up. So we want you today to make that decision to pick up eternal life by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you have done that today, you have made that confession, and you have, told, you have logically made that, uh, that uh, uh, come to the, uh, mm, 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 what is the word I'm thinking of? Conclusion is a good word. Thank you, lovely. Uh, come to that conclusion that Jesus is all that, what you need, then we want you to get, let us know by contacting us, we want you to realize that this is not an individual event. This is a team event. We are in this together to assist you along the way to getting fulfilled by the bread. The bread that comes from Jesus because he is the bread of life. So let us know that you have made that decision today by going to your email, emailing us at info, info at godshousecc.com. That's info at godshousecc.com. And we will get back with you. We will do what is necessary to assist you along this journey because we know that uh, this is, again, a team event. This is not an individual event. And we will assist you in every way possible to Cure your newfound relationship in Jesus and to help you to establish a firm foundation in who he is in your life. Again, 
Email us at info at godshousecc.com and we will respond and assist you along this newfound journey. Well, friends and family, our first episode of our series, The Way, the Truth, and the Life, is in the books, subtitled Bread. So we are looking forward to us going to the next episode next week as we cover the I Am stated by Jesus in the book of John. If you want to get ahead, just find out where the next I Am is and you could be a little bit ahead. But I ain't telling you today what it's going to be, but you can find it for yourself. But until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.